Hi, this is Jessica Morris. I'm here with Elias from The Man Cave. And I'm talking about my movie, The Cool Boy Nightmare, that premieres on Lifetime September 7th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Check it out. Welcome to another episode of The Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, Adrian. I A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the man cave, your host, Elias. Jessica, welcome to the cave. Oh, thank you. It's nice to be here. How are you? What's new with you? What's new with me? Um, you know, things are sort of starting to go back to normal. Um, whereas, you know, some filming is taking place with, like, a lot of precautions in place. Yeah. Um, but I'm happy about that because I'm excited to get back to work more full time. Mm. How did the whole quarantine uh, thing treat you? Well, you know, I mean, there's good and bad in, in the situation, I think, um, because, you know, I was doing without work for a bit, which sucks. But also, you know, I think me and a lot of people I know were kind of collectively manifesting a break, like saying, you know, I just need a minute to breathe, a minute to stop. And um, so we got that, you know, I mean, there's a lot of negative, too, because a lot of people have gotten sick. So like, I, I wouldn't have taking the break I would have preferred to sacrifice the break for you know and not have people get sick and not have us be in a pandemic however if I'm trying to look on the bright side of things um you know it has been sort of nice to slow down for a second yeah so when I was doing some research on you um you've done a lot of projects you know people the listeners know you from one life to live but you've also done shows on Amazon Prime you've done Lifetime movies uh now you got a new Mm -hmm. movie coming out called Pool Boy Nightmare which we'll talk about that have you ever had a break? You've been working for many years. <laughs> I mean, not counting the pandemic and everything, but have you ever had a break? You know, I don't really take a break that much. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of sad, actually. Um, you know, cause I think if you get to the point in your career where you're, you know, making a buttload of money in, in one film, then you can sort of, you know, and you're, an, you're like an A-lister or something, you, you can take time off in between the projects but when you're someone at my level you know it's, i feel like i am constantly hustling yeah um which i like but it, it can be exhausting i will admit now for the listeners let's get to know a little bit more about you uh how, like how old were you and you kind of had an idea that you wanted to get into the entertainment industry um well you know i was a teenager um i, I started doing plays in school and, I was up, and when i was on the stage, that was the one time that I had extreme confidence and people were very shocked to see that because it wasn't like my normal self. And I just, for some reason, felt really at ease playing other characters and um, playing make-believe. So I guess I sort of dabbled in it then and then I did my first professional acting job in Tokyo, Japan when I was 16. Um, I went there to work with a modeling agency and booked a commercial and I hated modeling you know, just people telling me how to pose or how to stand, but, um, you know, and everything being based on your looks. But when I was on that set shooting the commercial, I had so much fun. And I was like, this is where I belong. You know, I can play and people like it when I'm playing. They're, you know, giving me pats on the back and telling me. I just felt like I was in my element. So I'm like, okay, this is what I need to do with my life. So, like, when you told your family this is what you want to do, like, what was their reaction at such a young age? 
My mom, she knows that I'm very willful and that no matter what she would say, I was always going to do what I was going to do anyway. So um, she just fully supported me. My dad was a little worried, you know, because it is a hard career and, and he's right. It, he was right about that, but there's nothing that could have stopped me. But now that I've, you know, made some success and gotten work, he, he is very proud of me. Yeah. Did you uh, take acting classes or did you just jump right into it? I did. I mean, both. Like, I, I came out to L.A. Uh, when I was 18 or 19 and basically just um, got into classes right away and then also got an agent within, like, a month and was like, I'm ready. Send me out for everything. And I wasn't really ready, and I screwed up probably a lot of great opportunities. But I was. I just wanted to be thrown, you know, thrown into <laughs> the lion's den, and, and I just wanted to go for it, and I did. So. so when you moved to California, what was your first gig that you got? My very first job was a horror film that I played the lead of, and the movie did not turn out so great, but it was an incredible experience because um, it was about these, you know, camp counselors in the woods, and most all of us were around, like, 19, 20 years old, and it was most of our first job. So we just, our, you know, our acting wasn't very good. We weren't very experienced, but we just had a blast we became all really good friends i became roommates with the other actress for about two years the guy the two guys on the movie became roommates for about five years or more or something we all just became really tight and it was so fun how, uh, how old were you when you uh when you got into like the soap opera world uh, i was 21 so there was only a couple so years like a couple, couple years. years in right yeah yeah, exactly. A couple years in, I booked that, and I was loving California. And they're like, "Oh, by the way, in like a couple weeks, you're moving to New York City for five years." Wow! And I was so pumped, but also just kind of rocked by that, you know. Yeah. So, uh, well, you started at a young age, like you know, like what do you tell like these, I guess, kids that try to get to the acting world at a young age? What like what kind of advice do you give them? Um. Well, you know, I would say. Don't let the, you know, I guess that's not really an option anymore since people don't really go to parties. <laughs> you know, the world's a little bit different. But, right. you know, if, if things were as they were, I, I would say, you know, don't let the, the party scene and the red carpets and all that stuff, don't let it get in the way of you doing the work. You know, really focus because there's the other actor or actress who who is completely focusing and it's, you know, you want to be that person who books the job and, you know, and who's who doesn't wake up hungover, you know, you want to just be focused on the work and not get caught up in other things. And then um, I guess I have two other bits of advice. I would say um, have some other kind of skill, not as a plan B, but just that if you, if you're so desperate for the work, it makes your auditions um, not as strong because you can sense desperation. And if you have some other way to make money and a skill on the side, it, and you can have you, you can pay your bills comfortably while you're pursuing your dreams. I think that's the smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. Also, do not date your co-stars. You're right. What do they say? Don't uh, don't play where you work. Exactly. Just I go. know it's, it's really tempting, and you know when, when you're kind of a little method in your acting, you, you get really close to people and you start developing feelings, but. It's not really, guys. <laughs> it's just acting. How, uh, how many years were you on One Life to Live? And, uh, like, how would you describe your time on that? Um, I was on for almost five years. And um, 
it was great. I mean, it was, I learned so much. I started out very green, very inexperienced, but, um, you know, came out with a lot of skills and um, a lot of confidence as an actor. And, uh, yeah, I just, you know, learned a lot as an actor and a person. Grew, grew up a lot. So, well, how would you describe, like, the difference, like, getting ready to act on a soap opera and then the other projects that you've done? What's the big difference? What's the difference in what? What's the big difference prepping for a role for, like, a soap opera and then, like, other projects that you've done that are not in the soap opera world? Um, there's no real difference in the way that I prepare. Um, but, you know, there's a different style with... Um, in the acting, different tones to different shows, and you know, a soap opera is sometimes a little more melodramatic, as everyone knows. So um, they don't really want you to like underplay things or you know play things small. They'd rather you just like really go for it, and, you know. Um, whereas a film is better if you kind of keep things a little more internal, and um, because the camera just gets so close to your face and all these different angles, and you know, you don't want to be too big. Um, so yeah, there's just the different tones and different styles, but the way you prep for the role is kind of the same. What's easier to learn lines on, soap operas or films? Um, you know, because I started on a soap, it just helps me with everything, and I've always been pretty good at memorizing. Um, but, you know, it really just depends on, on the character, too. I mean, like if you're someone, um, like I auditioned the other day for, for like a newscaster, and that kind of thing is a lot harder for me to memorize because when it's just like paragraphs of information, it's it's tougher than if you're having you know even a four-page scene with someone um, in dialogue. It's much easier because you kind of um, you memorize it in a way that you you know what to how to respond to the other character instead of just having to you know memorize just lots of data. That's, you know, and if, like, let's say if you're working on a show and you're playing a doctor, that's going to be more difficult having to say all the medical terms and, and all of that. Hmm. So also in the soap opera world, like uh, when you're on set, you're on there for a long time during the day because you have to film a lot of content for the whole week. Yeah, that, we would shoot like one episode a day. So it, it was a full, it was a full day for sure. Hmm. And then, yeah, 40 pages. Wow. So I mentioned earlier, you know, you've done a lot of projects. What's one that sticks out the most that's been, like, your favorite? That to this day you still think about it. You know, I really enjoyed shooting um, the Onanya Club, which still has not come out. The director is Tom Fix from the Human Centipede movies. It's a super dark, twisted story, but the girls that I worked with, we all just clicked. We felt like we were this little club, and... Like when I said goodbye to them when the shoot wrapped, I was crying my eyes out. And I just, you know, all the women just had such a positive influence on me. And, and then I got to shoot the remaining scenes in Amsterdam. So I got to travel there, which was incredible. Um, but yeah, I guess they're still looking for the best distribution deal. The director really believes in this project and wants the best for it. So he's holding out until he gets, you know, the best outlet. Um, but I'm, I'm so impatient for it to come out. I want everyone to see it. <laughs> How many episodes was that? Oh, this is a movie. Oh, movie. Okay. Uh, I, thought, mm -hmm. I, thought, I thought I saw earlier that it, maybe it wasn't taking a different show that you've done. Now, uh, you've got a new movie coming out, Pool Boy Nightmare. It's going to be on Lifetime. How did you get involved in that film? I've noticed that you've done other films also on Lifetime. Like, what's the big... How did you get involved with, like, Lifetime itself? 
Um, well, I had worked with, um, you know, certain directors on other projects, and then they brought me in for these, and then I kind of started working on the wrong series. Um, but then this one, Pool Boy Nightmare, is a, is a different set of producers, but I had actually worked with this director before on a horror movie. Um, so I knew some of the cast and crew, and um, yeah, I just kind of fell into place in that way. I'm really excited for, for Pool Boy Nightmare to, um, to come out on the 7th. Um, it's going to be a fun one, I think. And I really like the way, um, you know, Rolf Konefsky directed it with a lot of um, action and um, not as much just standing and talking. Like, you know, um, Lifetime movies can be a little soapy in that way. He, he was all about, like, action and movement. <clears throat> and Michael Sue, the cinematographer, um, same with him. He just uh, really executed that nicely. Now for the listeners, without giving too much away, I... Tell us a little bit about what the movie's about. Character Gail um, is just going through a divorce and moves into a new house. And um, there, she meets um, the old pool boy that used to um, clean, you know, the, the pool for the other people who lived there and um, gives him a job um, cleaning their pool. And so then he basically seduces my character and I give in, but then she realizes that um, it's always a mistake because he's way younger than my character, and um, he he gets a little upset about that and starts seducing my character's teenage daughter, which does not sit well with my character. And then it just gets more and more out of control at that point. Was this a self tape or was this a, a live audition? Um, for this one, uh, it was an in person audition. Uh, well, how was uh, the director Rolf, Go ahead. I was just saying the director Rolf, who I'd worked with before, uh, you know, really wanted me for this role, but he needed the producers to see me and everything, so they call, he called me in and I auditioned for them. Now you mentioned you played Gail. Like, how would you uh, how would you describe this character? Uh, she's sort of going through a rough transition. You know, she finds out that her husband was cheating, and so she gets a divorce. And she's just trying to start fresh with her daughter. Um, her daughter takes a lot out on her. So she's, just, she's not going through an easy time. So she's a little susceptible to seduction and just, you know, wants to um, kind of forget about all of her problems and, and make things better in her life. Did you find any challenges playing this character or did you find it like similar to other roles that you've played? Well, you know what's interesting is like now, it's, you know, I've been playing a lot of mom roles over the past couple of years, and I'm not a mother in real life, so part of that is challenging for me, I guess, because I'm thinking, you know, I guess if I really were a mom, maybe I could relate to the feelings a little bit more. So sometimes I have to do little tricks with myself when, if I'm doing a scene about, you know, let's say a little, like a daughter or something, I, you know, being really worrying about her or whatever, I, you know, I think about either my niece or I think about like a, a little girl version of myself or something that I can connect to in a strong way as much as a mother would connect to a child. Mm. Uh, how long did it take to film this movie? This movie was a few weeks, I believe. I can't remember ex the exact time frame, but two or three, maybe three weeks. Yeah, something like that. Mm. How would you describe the vibe on set for, the, for this film? You know, since a lot of us kind of knew each other, it was, um, you know, a really fun set, but we also just um, were really professional and 
and got things done pretty smoothly. So, yeah. So, for Gail, like, what's your favorite thing that you liked about your character in this movie? Um, I like that Gail is a little flawed. I always like characters that, you know, uh, have, even if they're good people, they have some issues that they're working with. Right. You know, even if you have a good heart, you make mistakes and you have some issues. So um, I like that for her. She, you know, she was trying to be a better mom, trying to make a good life for them and, and struggling to do that a little bit. So I, I liked that. I like that realness about mm-hmm. her. So now the movie premieres September 7th on Lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's correct. All right. So um, um, did you have any other projects that you uh, finished filming before the whole quarantine lockdown that you got coming out? Yes, I do have another Lifetime movie, The Wrong Fiance, but, AG, but I don't have an air date yet, so I'll have to update on that. But um, I thought it was supposed to happen this summer, so it should be soon um, to hear. But um, that's, uh, yeah, The Wrong Fiance not sure when but yeah it's that's a fun little thriller um that should be coming out soon mm. i mentioned earlier live auditioning and self-tape what do you enjoy the most out of those two i am so happy that it's primarily self-tape now and it will be probably for a while i'm so incredibly happy about that the part of me that used to be shy as a kid is like it's still there and for me, I feel like at this point in my career, because I have had a bit of experience, most of the time my work, you know, I feel happy about my, the work that I do when I go into an audition. But I get nervous in auditions sometimes still, just meeting new people, like walking in and meeting new people, and then sometimes that can throw off my audition. So uh, when I can just tape at home and feel comfortable and not have to, you know, kind of win over people, because I, I'm the kind of person that like it takes a minute to get to know me, you know, it's like it's hard for me to just walk into a room and become best friends with people. So um, it's it's just good for me to be able to tape it and be like, okay, here's my work, you know, without having to do the whole schmooze thing. It's, it, I love gel tape. Perfect mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. So you've done, you've done soap operas, you've done films. Is there something that you're like hungry for more, like a different role or a project that you kind of hope you can get someday or like a dream role? Yeah. I mean, I would like to either do um, like a like based on a based on a true story kind of project, like more you know, straight drama. Um, yeah, I think that 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 could be really cool to actually to tell a real story. Um, to have that kind of responsibility would be really really interesting. And then also, I guess it would be really fun to play some kind of superhero. You know, <laughs> like to be able to have some kind of powers. That's right. Everybody, everybody wants to do the superheroes now. I mean, yeah, I, I love those kind of movies too. They always have such a great message, where you know, good versus evil, and you know, how light, you That's know, fights right. the darkness away. And yeah, I, I always like the, the message there. That's awesome, Jessica. How can the listeners find you on uh, social media? Let's see. On Instagram, I am uh, Jessica Morris. Um, zero one um twitter jessica a morris i believe and facebook i'm just jessica morris jessica this was fun uh, thank you for coming on the show it was so fun thanks for having me 
That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Time, time, time.